Earthlings, welcome to the podcast from Mars. My name is Jason Camiolo. I'm just one of three podcast hosts. I'm joined by Jim Baki on the West Coast. How's it going? Mark DiCarlo on the East Coast. All right. Hey. And uh, together, we make up the Cult Stars from Mars, our virtual band recording project born out of the quarantine of the mighty COVID-19. This really sucks. <laughs> it does. I'm losing my mind. But uh, some good has come out of it. We got together. We've been recording some music. We've been making videos. And guess what? We made a podcast, too. This is it. It's the podcast from Mars, episode three. Number three. Yeah. Taking lemons and cranking them into lemonade. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> That's mm. right. Uh, this month, we reconvene to talk about our latest single. This one's called Regretfully Yours. And um, Jim, did you see my little note I made? I called you the commander in grief. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you That's okay? a great title, yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> File that for uh, for future. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, but you know. I, I thought it was funny too. Oh, I love it, yeah. And if you ask people that know me, they'll probably agree. Well, no, I was, you know, I was tying it into regretfully yours, you know, to the actual song. So. Right. So anyway, so I'm going to use it. Yeah, good. I'm glad you like it. So Jim, as our commander in grief, <laughs> wh why don't you tell us a little bit about this regretfully yours track? Well, I would say first off, the title uh, I borrowed from, and you guys probably will remember. Uh, when we had Fuzzbubble going in mid-90s, there was a band called Super Drag. Yeah. And they had that great song, Sucked Out. Yeah. Who Sucked Out the Feeling. Yeah. Great song. I bought the record. I wasn't crazy about the rest of it, but it, the record was called Regretfully Yours. And I was like, that's a great freaking title. Like, And it's just stuck with me. So when I wrote this song, and the song uh, started talking about regrets and all that stuff, and it's one of those songs where the title of the song doesn't play back and forth in the chorus. Right. We never really say Right. It. We never really say regretfully yours. We just kind of, you know, we talk about regrets, but that's kind of where that came from. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's uh, the relationship thing where you've, you know, you've seen your friends go through it. You've gone through it yourself where, you know, the, the breakups happen over and over and then they get back together. And then eventually it's, uh, I guess it's called codependency where you just don't ever break up. You just keep going back and, you know, driving each other crazy and giving each other grief. So it's kind of the, what the song is about. And it's, it's written, it's obviously taken from the point of the songwriter, but this idea that like, yeah, you're going to kick me out again, but I'm going to come crawling back. Sort of like that Thin Lizzy song, Running Back. Mm, great uh, one. Running Back to You, mm -hmm. where he says like, yeah, you know, I'll come running, I'll come running back to you again. And that's kind of what the song is. It's like, despite all the grief the two people cause each other, the arm twisting ensues and you get back together and, you know, 
We can do it all again, as it says. So that's kind of what the song, it's just a bad breakup song about codependency and going back. And that's kind of what the song is about. It has a little bit of a somber tone. Uh, it's a little bit sarcastic, a little bit dark. Um, and yet it's set against the music of a jellyfish-like, greasish, you know, pop melodies. Yeah. And uh, it's a pop song. Yeah. I love Wurlitzer electric piano and the Fender Rhodes too, but even the Wurlitzer even better. And that's a, that's a sound that was really popular. You know, the Beatles started using it and like, you know, let it be era with Billy Preston and all that. But in the mid seventies, you know, you super tramp and you're all of those bands. So many of them, uh, one of my personal favorites, um, the song, uh, dancing in the moonlight by King harvest, uh, really super amazing electric piano intro. I just love the sound. You know, Gary Wright, Dreamweaver, yeah. uh, on and on and on. The mid-70s, like that was the instrument. You know, Rhiannon and a lot of Fleetwood Mac songs. Just It's just a great... So I was just kind of banging away. And this is an old song. So for to back up for a second, uh, this song is uh, quite, a, quite a few years old and we recorded it quite a few years ago and updated it. Exactly. Recently. You first sent me this demo maybe like three, four years ago, maybe? No, dude. Four. 2012. Longer. Oh my God. I know. Eight years. So yeah, this is this is kind of the fir- very first version of Cold Stars from Mars where it's just the three of us right. know, making music, making right. a song. Um, I cut a drum track. Yep. Mark cut vocals and played some guitar. I just did vocals and backing vocals. I didn't do anything you else. You didn't play guitar yeah. on it? Nope. No. All so this one, yeah, this one's like the Jim Baki show. That's right. It's all <laughs> really <laughs> spotlight is. is on you. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good job. No, excellent, excellent job. Because Jimmy, when you when you first sent me the demo to it, I mean everything was done top to bottom, drums, bass, the the Wurlitzer, guitar, vocals, harmonies. All I had to do was just kind of just you know, like, all right, I'm like, I get, this is a jellyfish vibe. I'm like, I'll just do my, you know, but yeah, everything was there. It's like, so it was just a, a gem, you know? Yeah. It was kind of fun to, you know, that was going back eight years ago. I mean, yeah. we'd all been recording. I've been recording by myself a lot, but yeah, I don't remember what the motivation was for doing it. Like, I think I might've just came up with the song like, Oh, this is like a fuzz bubble song. So let me send it to you. And yeah, I remember putting it out. Um, Sort of on the internet to a few people. On MySpace? Because I remember some people that I didn't know liked the song. And I'm just like, oh, okay. But we didn't really do anything with it. So I guess when we started up, you know, we said, well, that's already done. And it's a great song. And no one's really heard it. So let's, you know, Mark did a killer updated vocal for it. And the rest is is what it is. I didn't touch anything from the original recording. So, yeah, we're recycling for the moment. (laughs) But it's a great recycled piece. I yep. like the song a lot. It's it's I especially the bridge when the bridge opens up and I, yep. I love the bridge part and all the question and answer vocals and I put a little Brian May guitar harmony things in the end that are real low. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can hear them if you listen for them. And you know, it's it's not the normal fuzz bubble MO because it's a keyboard driven song and we never really write keyboard driven songs. So Right. In that respect it's kind of it's kind of a different but now I would say we're going to be using more keyboards because I like it. So You know, we all know that we have a bunch of other songs like lined up that we're working on that like people don't know about. So even like for the, like the recycling thing, it wasn't even like that we just needed material. We were 
putting together a list of songs. We're like, wow, we have an album's worth of material. And then we came up with the idea to release this stuff month by month, single by single, just because, I don't know, it just seemed like now in this day and age, people release a record and it goes out there and it just kind of like drops. People get initially interested and they're like, cool, it's got a song or two. And then the rest of the material just kind of, again, just like lives out there. So we're like, well, it'd be cool to like release a song each month right? and have the podcast go along with it and be something a little bit different. Yeah. So anyway, but when we we're coming up with these songs, you had mentioned this one and I forgot about it. And then when we listened to it again, I was like, Oh man, yeah, this this has to be included. This is a great song. Yeah. Well, I, I will add to that. The one song a month thing is is cool, but at some point, I really want to do a legitimate physical release. You know, we're in our building up period, and we got to get a following, and that's how this is working. So it's it's kind of fun to do this this way. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, you know, and I'm sure you guys agree, like the idea is to build it up enough so we can release something, you know, hopefully some vinyl and get people physically buying records. Yeah. The, uh, the album thing sounds great. And we'll, we're definitely going to do that once we do these podcasts with the, you know, every couple of weeks with songs and stuff towards the end of the year, hopefully we'll have a, a full record, but let's cut to it and let's play the goddamn song. <laughs> right. So this, this is regretfully yours by cult stars from Mars. Dig it. <laughs> This little house of cards we've made Has far too many aces, babes The kings and queens have all been played In folded hands And don't pretend to disagree That you blame no one else but Me. 
there you have it. Regretfully yours. The single is out now. You can download it on Bandcamp or cultstarsfrommars.bandcamp.com. You can find it on Apple Music. Uh, you can follow it on Spotify if that's your thing. And if you want more, if you want video, we actually shot a video for this. Mike Starr stepped up and, uh, and and did another video, and it's out today. You can see it on YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, our buddy Mike Starr, who did the Dragonfly 2 video, said, let's do another video. We sent him the song, and he had an, he had a real idea for it. And it's funny because it's completely like the 180 degree opposite of what the Dragonfly 2 video uh, was. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more serious. It's black and white. It's very dramatic. And I think it's cool. It's a totally different look for us. It looks really pro, I got to say. did a great That's job amazing. once again. He did a and, fantastic uh, yeah, job. Yeah, we learned all, learned a lot about lighting <laughs> this video because <laughs> we all have to do it ourselves. Yeah. And this is the, this is the pandemic issue is that there's no like, hey, get your buddy to come over and, you know, or get a camera person to come over. Like, we have to do all this stuff ourselves. So it's it's fun learning, but, you know, you're up till three o'clock in the morning sometimes because you need complete darkness to film the type of style of video we were doing. You can't have any light in the room. You got to use your own, create your own light and direct the light. So yeah. it was very specific. Um but it does. I I think it looks beautiful. I think it's really cool. It's a, you know, there's a storyline involved, but we're playing and yeah. For this video, actually, I mean, I was with. I want to thank Steve Messina because I, I shot my stuff with Steve. Right. And we lit. We literally, you know, were FaceTiming in in Steve's kitchen with Mike saying, "No, move the light here." Yeah. That's me too. Yeah. Exactly. So Mike was that involved in all the shots because so he was pretty much there, you know, it's not good enough. I need more light, more off to the side and stuff. So he was right with us and stuff the whole time we were filming. It was a directing, lot of fun. Yes. Directing virtually, you know, not being in, the, in yep. the room. It only makes sense that the virtual band would make virtual music videos with <laughs> yeah. a virtual yeah. director. That's yep. just how we right. roll. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like actually having to hold up my phone to the viewer in my camera because I got I'm shooting with a, a Canon. Yep. And the you know the the actual screen at the hold up FaceTime and then the phone's running out of battery, and I'm like Mike, I got five percent left. I was like, okay, you know, charge it and call me back. <laughs> you know, you have to hold yeah. the the phone behind the camera to look, and it was just like right. That's how I had it. It was I, tough. I set up the drums and then I would have him, I'd have him on a laptop on my music stand. Yeah. With the phone set up on a tripod. All my stuff was shot on an iPhone. Nice. Yeah, which is amazing. It yeah. looks great. Which is crazy because he, he did a great job with it. All the footage matches. You know, I mean, again, not only are we all in quarantine, but we're quarantined in three different states across the country. <laughs> yeah. So right. like there's just, yeah, there was no no chance of getting any direct support while you were doing it, except for Steve. Again, thanks, Steve, for helping you out. But yeah, yeah pretty much, you know, we're all locked in our houses with Mike directing us, you know, through a phone or a laptop. So that's, it's pretty crazy. He did a great job. Absolutely. Right. And uh, as much as this whole 2020 thing sucks, um, this is coming out of it. So I'm actually really happy about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an odd thing to be happy about, but it's like, wow, we're all able to like concentrate on this stuff and, you know, no family outings because no one can get together. So we have time to kind of do this stuff and, you know, Mike's got time to like, he can't work on any films, but he can edit in his room and direct from his room and we can do the same with recording. So 
you know, again, making uh, lemonade out of lemons. Yep. So you can find that on our YouTube channel, yep. which again is also Cult Stars from Mars. You can just search it. Mm -hmm. And there you'll find the Dragonfly Part 2 video, the first one, and now the second one, Regretfully Yours. So look for it. Like it. Download it. Share it. And enjoy. So uh, let's talk about what we got coming up a little bit without giving too much away. What do we got coming up? Lots of songs are in the works. A lot of songs, yeah. Of songs are in the works. We have a lot of songs written. A lot of songs halfway written. recorded. Yep. Stuff, a couple things that I've pulled out and yeah. Jimmy's got a ton. Yep. And a lot of stuff. Covers. That, right, covers. We have stuff that's recorded and we haven't even gotten to mix. We have stuff, uh, demos that we have to record. Right. And uh, we have some very interesting covers with some some interesting people as it's developing. Yeah, More special cool guests. And good ones too. Um, and cool songs. Uh, I think the people are going to like the songs we're picking. And also we have another special dedication coming up in September, a real special uh, kind of birthday tribute for an old friend. And some of that stuff is uh, going to be dedicated to him. He's no longer with us. And not only just putting out music for us, but, you know, talking about our lives, you know, and the people we've met along the way and all that great stuff. Um, so yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up, more videos, really cool cover songs, more cool originals. And, uh, we're just getting started yep. here oh, yeah. on, uh, on Mars. So but yeah. we promise, uh, we pretty much promise though, a new original every month too. So we're talking about the covers. The covers yes. are going to be in addition to, so yes. we're always doing yes. a new, you know, a new original from the band, um, right. every month. And, uh, we are, we're just going to double up, uh, coming up. We're going to maybe put two songs out a month, but uh, one of those might be a cover. Uh, like you said, that's cool. And yeah, then the next the next track is um, a Mark original. Mark wrote, yeah. the, wrote the next one. Yeah, something very different sounding than uh, than this last Regretfully Yours. We're, we're turning the corner. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Excited. And that's the beauty of this is now it's like kind of like, well, shine having a style like we we do what we want you yep. know we don't have to sound like one thing yep great uh, we can sound like a bunch of different things because as long as it's good it's good yeah i mean it's obviously keeping in a a little bit of a parentheses but you know I, I would say we're broadening the the scope of the of what fuzz bubble was anyway um uh, and this is the fun part is to like explore or all of those um cool bands we listened to over the years, you know, like in the seventies the and then the eighties and then, the, you know, the nineties come along and, you know, they all brought different music and they kind of change your musical influence and direction of what you're doing. And now we get to, you know, cover all of that cool stuff and go to all those different places. So I'm, I'm super excited about this, this next song that Mark wrote is a really cool song. And I actually inspired a song that I wrote afterwards lyrically that will be kind of a counterpart to it down the line. And that's cool. It's kind of inspiring one another. It's really cool to do that kind of stuff. So I'm excited. For sure. And hopping on different instruments too. Yes. Which yeah. is cool. Yes. Everyone's moving around on different things. Like you said, 
Jimmy playing keyboards and bass on this one. I'm going to play bass on the next one mm -hmm. and some keyboards and some drums. And yeah, everyone's moving around. Mark, yep. you've played piano on a couple of Fuzzbubble things uh -huh. on some of the rarity stuff, but we got to get you on the piano again for some Cult Star stuff. I'm ready. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Get to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe send you a set of bongos. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just... Uh, keeping it interesting for us musically is uh, what it's uh, what it's about and hopefully for the listener too so yeah so unfortunately as if 2020 was not bad enough uh, I lost a very very dear old friend of mine and a friend of the band's, because he, uh, this person mixed, he was a live front of house engineer. He mixed our, our really important showcases we did for labels and stuff as Fuzzbubble. Uh, we'd always get like, okay, this is important. We got to call Vinny. So uh, Vinny Kowalski, who was a amazing front of house engineer, who I actually met in high school. Uh, I think I met him while I was in junior high, actually. And my first band, he learned how to do sound, uh, mixing my first band. And we, we worked together for quite a while. Uh, when I did my first shows with Hitman, he was the Hitman front of house engineer. Eventually he went on to work for Dream Theater, uh, 19 years with Peter Frampton, which is just like if you're a kid growing up in the seventies and you get that gig, you know, if your friend gets that gig, you're just like over the moon about it. Cause I, I used to call him and he would tell me about working with Peter. I mean, I remember the day Bob Mayo, uh, Bob Mayo on the keyboards, Bob Mayo died. He actually called me up and said, you know, you're not going to believe this. So, uh, Vinny was my, one of my closest friends. He was a year older than me. So the two years we were in high school together, you know, every day we would go out. We then this is before I had bands. We would go out to the Walt Whitman Mall and raise hell and start trouble and get into all kinds of really funny but crazy stuff. Vinny was a really crazy, very funny guy and a sweetheart. And we stayed in touch all after all these years. You know, he's part of the touring community. And when he uh, passed away last week, there were so many tributes on his Facebook page, people that worked with him, people that toured with him. I mean, you're talking about a guy who mixed Frampton, Dream Theater, uh, Credence, or John Fogarty, um, Kirk Franklin. I mean, a, a, a bevy of different artists. And he was a really talented, musically talented guy. Very few people knew that about him. His dad was like one of those old, had one of those old time banjo bands when we were kids. And he used to play like when he was 10 years old playing banjo gigs. And he was a great banjo player. He's a great guitar player. So he was very musical when it came to how he mixed. Like he knew what he was listening to. He wasn't a guy who just learned the electronics. Like he's very musical and just, I was texting with him probably two weeks ago. Uh, we were sending each other goofy voice messages um, and just cracking each other up from stuff we used to do back in the day. I mean, this is a guy I went to high school with, you know, learned the rock and roll business with. And uh, I just want to dedicate this podcast to him because, man, I'm going to miss him. He's 58 years old. He's too young to go. And uh, what a guy. What a great talent. I mean, his mixes 
on his best day, they were like listening to the CD. I mean, he was incredible. And, and I know Peter loved the way he mixed. So Peter Frampton. So, and I would always see him every time he came through town and be like, well, I can't give you tickets to LA, but you can come to San Diego. And I'm like, I'm there. And I would always, always go see him because, you know, Peter Frampton is probably one of my biggest guitar influences. And one of my favorite records of the seventies was Frampton comes alive. So Vinny is a, Vinny will be missed. I know by a lot of people. So this is for you, brother. Love you, Vinny. Eat Kowalski. Uh, this is for you. Wake up scared from a tar 